Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq El Amin, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. For those of you who are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. We're on every night from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, coming to you from the beautiful city of Chicago, Illinois. And you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. And you can also check out those previous episodes that you have missed out on. Now, where are you going to do that at? You are going to do that wherever you get your podcasts. So if that's SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play, you will look for us at Radio Islam USA. We make it really easy. So social media or podcast, same username. And last but not least, for those of you who um, who are not tweeting or posting on our Facebook uh, page, you can give us a call if you'd like to at 312-750-1178. That is 312-750-1178. All right, Radio Islam family, it is good to be in here. I'll tell you, um, if I sound like I'm a little bit out of breath, it's because... Well, if I sound like I've been running, it's because I have been um, driving. Yes, driving and parking and, and doing the 400-yard uh, dash or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it is, uh, it is for much smaller people, much smaller and quicker and younger people. Uh, it's not for us. So anyway, uh, <laughs> it's good to be on. Uh, and tonight I'm really excited to, uh, to get into our conversation uh, as you all know, once a month, uh, I am joined by the Radio Islam Culture contributor, Layla Abdullah Poulos. Uh, she is a literary critic, uh, educator, and also uh, founder and uh, editor of NBA Muslims. You find it on the uh, uh, Patheos uh, blog site. And she is joining me tonight to talk about her justice, and a uh, novel by Nasheed Jackson, a Muslim author. And uh, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you doing? Uh, alhamdulillah. I, I'm catching my breath. I was just, just telling the Radio Sound family that uh, I just got through doing a 400, 400 yard or 800 meter or whatever. Uh, I just ran to get in here. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so. Uh, huh. Well, you and your wife do a lot of running anyway, right? I see you on Instagram and stuff. <laughs> well, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm a cycler, right? I used to be a runner. Um, I, I cycle long distance. But running a short distance will will do me in. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so I, I pray you are well. Um, I've been looking forward to having this conversation. You um, like the book, don't you? I, I did. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. It threw me a few curveballs, which I'm always, you know, it's always nice when a book is not or an author is not predictable. Right. You can kind yeah. of, I mean, because you see it all the time when you, you watch a uh, television program, you like, I know what's about to happen. And there were a few turns in here. I'm not going to give them away right now that uh, I, I did not see coming. So um, 
I'm, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you, you 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 cue it up because there's so many different themes uh, in this in this book that I personally <laughs> personally could relate to. Um, mm-hmm. none, none of the none of the uh, seduction stuff, but just the just the wearing multiple hats and 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 mm-hmm. being involved with community. Uh, I'm gonna take a, a back seat for a second. Why don't you set it up for the Radio Sound family? Let them know what's the what's the the main premise. Um, of of the book. Okay, well, you can only take a vaccine for a minute. Because Just a minute. I chose this book with <laughs> you in mind. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, her justice is actually it's very refreshing because it's a romance written by a Muslim, an African American Muslim man. Right. Okay, so it's very, very. It is definitely set apart from other romance novels, and uh, it's about. Justice is the main character, and he's a psychologist, and he's a newlywed, and he's also has also has a lot of responsibility in the local Atlanta, Georgia Muslim community that he's a part of. Mm-hmm. And so he's wearing, like you said, multiple hats. He's wearing all of these hats, and one of his cases, Audria, starts to crush on him. Big which time. you know what ha- that happens all the time with psychologists and their their patients, and that's why there are certain protocols and everything surrounding that. But Audrey decides that, you know, he doesn't care whether that justice married, she wants justice for him, so for herself. So the book is really about justice and Naima, their love for each other being tested by all of these things, all of his responsibilities, his, his professional responsibilities, the communal responsibilities, and a woman going after him. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot going on in his life during this whole novel, and like you said, I can usually, I can usually uh, spot a plot twist a mile away. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's very very hard to do plot twists. I tend to fall on the side of as long as it's executed well, even if I kind of can anticipate it. It's still it, there's still a way to do it originally. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, Jackson came out with some stuff where I just was like, oh, wait a second, where did that <laughs> come from? How did that happen? He did it very, very well. I really like the way he um, wrote women. Now, that's a big issue in, in fiction writing, is writing outside of one's gender. Yes. And I hate to say it, but men in very... Oh, have the, a bigger challenge than women tend to have a bigger challenge. They both do, but male authors, there is this tendency to write very one-dimensional female characters, and Jackson did not do this here. And that was the refreshing thing. Both Audria, Naima, all the women that were in the novel, even the tertiary characters, had some depth. All the characters, period, but it was just really refreshing for him to write uh, women with so many dimensions, especially Audria, who could just be like that 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 plain, trite, femme fatale type, but she had so many layers to her. Like he kind of felt sorry for her, yeah, but you hated know what, her. I, I, <laughs> I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was actually reading a romance. Um, mm. I felt like I was reading. I, it was it was there, there were definitely elements. Of, um, of of tenderness and emotion and uh, uh, you know and, and love you know in you know in in the book, 
but I didn't I, I didn't feel like I was reading like a, a Harlequin or a silhouette, right? And I know those because my mother used to read those when I was growing up. <laughs> but um, uh, and, and I'm, I'm curious, and maybe I'll get a chance to, to ask him to hear to hear his own um, to hear his process for writing because. Uh, writing outside of you know his gender, right? Writing outside of, of uh, the perspective of a man, uh, and I, w- I can only take a woman's word, your word, to say that he, you know, he did that justice, right? Because how would I know, right? Um, but I, I did, I, I it did resonate with me the that community relationship that he had, the 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 the, the struggle to try to maintain a home life. Uh, a, a new marriage, and then also um, to be involved in a community. But there, there were some things that I that I saw differently. Like, like for myself, it was a a gradual process for me. I mean, it seemed that he didn't have a, he didn't have a chance um, uh, to get justice. Didn't have a chance to be situated in his marriage first. And then take on these other roles outside, right? So that that presents its own uh, set of set of challenges. That's that's a, that's a different reality uh, for, for for some folks. Well, I think that with justice, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not a man. It's just based <laughs> on my observations of men. Yeah. He is a, he. The character is very smart and very confident. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times men who are smart, confident, and talented tend to not properly assess what may, may or may not happen when they make certain decisions in their lives. They figure they can handle everything. Yeah. And so Justice definitely was one of, is a male character who thinks he can handle everything. Mm-hmm. And so he went into this relationship with, um, Naima, into his marriage with Naima. And he was at a certain level professionally. And so he knew he had to work hard professionally to get to the next level that he wanted to be. And he was honest with her about that. But the problem is that he didn't assess the fact that things change once people go into relationships. So he went into this relationship with Naima, kind of expecting to be able to just do whatever it is he was doing before and then turning to her whenever he found the time. Right. And he learned very quickly that that's not what a husband is allowed to do. <laughs> so wife starts to become the priority. So when Naima started to kind of like assert her position as his wife, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. He just did. He overextended himself. He but, overextended himself, and he almost lost the woman that he loved mm-hmm. because of it. Threatened his relationship drastically but because he just really was like, it, "This is what you signed on for." That was his whole thing. But did this you find you did you find it interesting that the different perspectives that were given on on how a wife or uh, should uh, should perceive her husband's um, the way he's been in her t- his time because uh, th- there was one. One of the uh, one of the sisters was telling me, you know, if he he's not he's not physically abusive or he's not verbally abusive, um, he's working, he's providing a good a good home, uh, and and you don't have to work. But then the other side of that was, 
Well, um, but he's not here. And, and, mm-hmm. and everything that comes with marriage, having a, uh, having a partner, having a spouse, uh, all those things are compromised for the, for the material uh, things. Did, mm-hmm. did, did you find that uh, interesting or to, to, to kind of uh, mirror uh, conversations that you may have heard y- yourself? Well, I've definitely heard conversations like that. I mean, first of all, the whole idea that um, he's providing financially and he's not hitting you. So what are you complaining about? Really doesn't fully appreciate other layers and nuances of relationships. Sure. First of all, not all abuse is physical. Mm-hmm. Okay, there can be verbal and emotional abuse, and not a single strike is ever struck. Right. Okay, and it's, de- it's still damaging to the survivor. And some survivors would say even more so that the that verbal and emotional abuse is even more damaging. Not saying that's the way justice was. Mm-hmm. But also, when people enter a relationship, you know, the re- one of the reasons why you enter into a relationship, first of all, if you're Muslim, it's easy to be allowed to, to fulfill half your, your, your deed, to be able to engage in satisfying yourself uh, sensually and, and within the parameters that your creator has set up for you. But also, you're sharing your life with someone, mm-hmm. okay? And when you're not around, you're not sharing your life with that person. That can be very, very alienating, mm-hmm. and that can make someone feel very, very lonely, which is the way Naima felt, okay? Right. And so that is just as damaging as abuse can be, okay? Because it's going to end up destroying the marriage. It's going to tear that person apart. So either one or two things will happen. Either that person will completely shut down, and then when you're ready to turn around and have a relationship with them, they're like, well, who are you, okay? You just become a cash machine. The way that they get, the, the way that they get to spend money and, and, and have the house that they want and everything like that, and there's no emotional connection, or you'll come home one day and realize they're gone because mm. they've decided I want more out of life, okay? So it's like that is not something that can be discounted. The need for companionship in a relationship cannot be discounted. And we see that in her justice, okay, because he initially, he does not value that aspect of his marriage. He does not value it enough to say, yeah, well, I know that there's a problem here, and you may need me, but she needs me, and guess where I'm going? No, you but know? you know what, though? What he did say... Um, I don't think it was that he didn't value it. It was that he had already, well, they had laid out at the beginning of the marriage that, um, that this was the, the beginning part would be the initial, uh, stage of their marriage would be a building, uh, would be a building phase. And it was more about him building his practice and that, that there was a sacrifice that was going to come along with that. And it doesn't seem like the sacrifice was really spelled out as to how much of a sacrifice, and mm-hmm. Naima's response, you know, when he when um, when uh, Justice brought this up, her response was, well, basically, you know, well, you know, I, I, I feel differently now. I, I see things differently now. And I think that also speaks to um, that just speaks to the, the, the nature of change that's, that's inherent in all relationships that, that comes mm-hmm. with time. But I don't think he was unaware of it. I think that he felt I think it was because he because he. Told her professionally, he had to vote 
he had to devote enough time and energy to his profession, which is what she signed on for, right? right? Mm-hmm. He said nothing about his community responsibilities. And time and again, after he left that office, where was he going? He was not going home. He was going to the masjid, and this brother and sister needs help. They need counseling, and this is happening, and that is happening, and everything like that. Yes. So he did not, first of all, he was not completely honest with her himself, okay, because he had this whole other aspect of his life that he didn't tell her, okay, well, I'm going to be committed to my profession and committed to my community responsibilities, and I'll just deal with you whenever I have the time left over. He was not honest with her in that instance. So even if she didn't change her mind, okay, he still was not sparsing out the time the way she should have. He wasn't making the sacrifices. She was making the sacrifices. And when she got tired of making the sacrifices, but, because remember, he said to her he doesn't want her to work. But so uh, on okay, top of that's, everything. That's a different point, though, right? Because he was already, when, when they got married, he, was al- he already had that same routine or the, uh, a rhythm, as, as, as Naima refers to it, right? He had that same uh, rhythm, that same schedule of, of going to the uh, to the masjid for prayer and uh, being involved. Uh, so that was already I, I didn't see that so much. I think you could look at it as a compilation uh, accumulation of, of things between him giving counseling at the masjid and then also building a practice and, and then dealing specifically dealing with women uh, in abusive uh, relationships. Uh, which is a comp- just just a a, a, comp- a whole other level of, of of nasty just waiting to 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 to, to erupt on you, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was so much the masjid. Although I could not help but recall a saying I, I've heard you know over, over the years from 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 some of my elders, and that is don't sacrifice your family for the community. Um, and and I couldn't help but think about that a little bit. In, in some of those instances uh, with him. But I don't think it was it was the masjid so much. I think it was it was more his practice. I think it was a couple of things. I think that it was the masjid because if she agreed to him and his extended hours, which he extended again, by the way. <laughs> okay, yeah. so he spent even more hours. He started off with certain hours, then he spent more hours. Right. And he didn't make strategic cuts to his scheduling which is a huge mistake that men make, okay, Muslim men make, and especially men in leadership roles make. This is true. And that is that the family, the wife, when it comes to time and scheduling, is not properly prioritized. Well, you, you learned that. Never. Yeah. That, that, okay. Mm-hmm. Until it's too late and you finally, like, wake up. Yeah. Okay. And I'm trying to remain calm because I have that issue because my husband is an imam. It took years. <laughs> yeah. Years for him to finally prioritize his wife and his family. Because you feel, I, I, I've seen the pull mm-hmm. that he feels. Yeah. Okay. Both in his profession and in his communal life. Mm-hmm. I've seen the pull that he feels. That doesn't make me not want to pull myself. Okay, because I'm not sacrificing my family and the uh, love and the life I have for him mm-hmm. for anybody. Okay, right. I do not see his responsibilities in the community as something that is more important than me or right. more important than my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
It took him appreciating that, okay, to stop a whole lot of problems, okay? Mm-hmm. And justice did not want to do that because if he appreciated it, then he'd have to make those cuts. And he's not willing to make those cuts, and a lot of men are not. They're not willing to make the cuts to the other aspects of their lives because deep down, but I hate to say it, I'm just going to be honest, mm-hmm. deep down, all right, there's this expectation that I married you, you're my wife, you're mine, and I will be there whenever I feel like it. Mm. Okay? So I'll do this, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right. and you should just be sitting being happy. I feed you, I clothe you, be grateful. I'll come around when I come around. That's the message that he sent, and she did not respond well to it. <laughs> 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 no, she did not. No, she did not, and, and okay. rightfully so. You know, there was there was another um, there was something else that went along with it, right? Because a lot of that tension was of his own doing, right? It was, mm-hmm. it was and and a, a big part of that is, and it differs marriage to marriage, right? So I'm not making uh, a judgment on on anyone's marriage, but for 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 justice to say that he doesn't want for Naima to work, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't want her. And, she, and, and, and I think um, uh, 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 Brother Nasheed did a, a really nice job of just painting this picture of how isolated Naima was. You know, yeah. she shopped. She did most of her shopping online. Uh, you know, she didn't work. Uh, the people came to her, right? You know, like she, she's uh, babysitting or whatever, you know. So it was not really about her having an external life, you know, mm-hmm. and when you don't have, when you don't feel a, a contribution, you don't feel like your, your life is, is, is meaningful beyond you just breathing, then, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, despair. There's a lot of uh, dissatisfaction that comes along with that, especially mm-hmm. when the only thing she wanted to do was, was really to, was, she was really old school and, and, and he wrote her really old school and, and being that stay at home uh, 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 caretaker. And she was really, really trying to take care of him. That was, mm-hmm. and that's what, and she took, she took uh, pride and, and, and joy in that. And to, and so for him not to be at home, for her not to be yep. able to do that. Yeah. You know, he, he set himself he up. He definitely, he definitely controlled a lot, and, and and I think that's one of the reasons why, when she pushed back, yeah. the marriage was in so much trouble, because he said, "Okay, you know what? There was um, and, and there was a nice play between uh, the role that Naima uh, had had taken as a wife, and the way that she her own upbringing, but I, but I'll tell you what." We're close. What we're going to do, we'll see if it's something on this end. We'll take a short break. We'll take a, a break now. Radio Sound family, um, uh, our guest tonight, we're talking with culture contributor uh, Layla Abdullah We're talking about Her Justice, the book by Nasheed Jackson. Uh, you can get it wherever you get your books. But we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a minute. Syrian Community Network, with offices nationwide, 
serves its Chicago area clients from its Northside location located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141. That's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org. And now we have an eight-year-old on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Would your business survive a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Hey, Mom, why is the sky blue? Why don't animals talk? Why do dogs have wet noses? Why is an 11 pronounced 21? Kids ask a lot of questions. Why do I have a belly button? But you don't have to know every answer. Why is the ocean salty? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Why are there 50 states? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. Why is pizza round? They just need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Remember, folks, you can keep up with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, at the username at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. Now, anybody that wants to call in and uh, let us know if you have already read Her Justice, because that's our conversation tonight uh, with uh, cultural contributor Layla Abdullah-Poulos. We're talking about Her Justice by Nasheed Jackson. And if you want to, you can give us a call at 312-750-1178. That is 312-750-1178. Or, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open up my Twitter page and see if we got anybody on there that's talking about it. Uh, 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 Layla? Okay, well, like Yes. So, yeah. So, 
so you were saying that he controlled he controlled everything. Um, he set it up. He set it up really, really uh, tightly in that relationship, mm-hmm. and he didn't want he didn't want her to work. He didn't want her to. He didn't want kids at that point. Right. Which that was actually smart because one of the worst things you can do if you have tension in your marriage is to add another person to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, he wanted to keep everything that he was doing before he was married the same, okay? Mm-hmm. And so the relationship very much started off with him, about him. It was really about him, about him having a wife. And uh, as she started to kind of like marinate, because she's sitting at home all the time. She's focusing all her all of her attention on him yeah. because he he made sure that they, there was nothing but him that she could have focused her attention on. Mm-hmm. And so when she did that, and she went all she went all out with her stuff. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> you know, and he didn't come home to it. He had a, he know. had a good thing. He had a very good thing, and, you know, she became resentful and bitter, and I would too. Yeah. And so it's like he really set up those dynamics. And a lot of times there's this – a lot of marriages start off that way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens is that can't last. Yeah. You cannot have an, two individuals who – want to live life together and who, want to, who also want to live their lives as well uh, 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 individually. Right. You can't have one just sitting and waiting for the other. You can't. You're breaking that person's spirit when you do that. He didn't seem to care, mm-hmm. but you're breaking that person's spirit as you're doing that. No, no, he, so, he cared. Right? Oh, he didn't care. He cared. He was remorseful. He was very... And I was honest with Jackson about this. Justin yeah. was very misogynistic. Okay? He didn't even like the women that he helped. It, it was like his eternal dialogue when mm-hmm. it came to the abused women was terrible. I mean, he gave some good advice and everything like that, but it was just like the way what he thought of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? That's there's there. I, th- I guess that's that's a good observation. Um, I don't think he was necessarily misogynistic, but I think that he was, um, chauvinistic? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe chauvinistic. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, because uh, misogynist, you know, that that's hating, right? Uh, yeah. So he didn't hate them, but right. he definitely looked down. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he just, he, his view, his view was not one of, um, I don't know. Like he, I don't think he really expected for the even for his work to really take hold. Mm. Uh, okay. Because I, I, I mean, there, there were, I think it was one of the women, um, uh, oh, the one whose husband came through and, you know, he had to, you know, knock him out. Yeah. Uh, his initial assumption was that she was going to go back home and continue in an abusive relationship. But see, that's and he the was thing. surprised. Like, he was surprised later on to when he got communication that that was not the case. Because he he he's prejudiced against women, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that's the reason why Audria is so spectacular. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Audria is just like Justice. She's mm-hmm. just the feminine form of it, of of all his aspirations and everything like that. 
And, you know, she knows how to work men. So it's like here he comes with all these assumptions about women that he can control the situation and the dynamics with women, whether it's professionally as a psychologist or personally in his personal life. And here comes this woman that takes the reins from him. <laughs> you know, you know. Let me let me go back for a second. I don't think that he felt he could control women in all in all settings. Um, I, I think I, I do. I think he okay. did want to. Uh, obviously, you know, as a counselor, right? You know, a psychologist. He's he's doing it to try to heal people, but he just made he made a horrible uh, a misstep that many. People and I, I would say not just men, um, but many people with high stress or high time commitment and high time commitment um, uh, professions uh, do when they're trying to also manage a uh, to manage a relationship as well. It makes me think about. Uh, I'm going to go to a movie real quick, totally unrelated. Did you ever see uh, The Devil Was Prada? Mm-hmm. Now it makes me think about Meryl Streep's character. Um. Four divorces, totally workaholic. Um, I, I mean, you know, you can kind of go down the list when you got these people people that are in these types of situations, whether it's related to the to their uh, religious, uh, their faith tradition, or it's just their profession. Those who are looking to climb up the ladder to make a name for themselves, they often pour more of themselves into that aspect of their lives and they expect for their home life, they expect for that partner, that spouse to be there when they get everything together. Uh, like, it's like I don't have to water this plant. Which is controlling. I, I say neglect. <laughs> look at, let's look at Meryl Streep's character. Okay? Uh-huh. Look at how she was with her children. She was distant. Yeah. Okay, she gave them everything uh, financially, but she was distant from them. They were never around her or anything like that. Right. Her, the men in her life couldn't stand her, and she controls everybody and everything, and he, she walked over everyone. Now, Justice didn't necessarily walk over everyone, but I just really felt like he thought that he could control the women in, that, that he interacted with. Okay. And right. the right. special thing about Archer was, she was not to be controlled. This is true. <laughs> she was doing the controlling. Yeah. She was doing the controlling. She was not. She was doing the manipulating. She was not going to be the one to be manipulated uh, uh, up until a point where, you know, they had both of them had to make decisions about what it is that they were going to do. And um, I think Naima paid the biggest price out of the decisions that the two of those, those two fools made. But... Uh, <laughs> It, it was he definitely tried to control everything, and he couldn't control everything. There were just too many factors, and one of the biggest ones is that relationships change. Right. People change in a relationship. You start off saying it's going to be A, B, C, and all of a sudden here comes D around the corner, right. and you have to adjust. And being the control freak that he was, he was not prepared to adjust, and it caused it, it jeopardized his entire. Uh, a relationship with the woman that he loved, which is why it's a romance. I want to get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I guess, yes, yes, it, it is a romance, but I don't think that, yeah. It's a crime romance. And so that's yeah. the thing. People people tend to think genres are fluid, uh-huh. okay? And so authors kind of like 
that you can write a book and there may be a dominant genre, but then there'll be other genres that are kind of mixed in. So your book can kind of fit in a, in a lot of different genres. Right. So this is more of a crime romance. The romance is a little more than the crime aspect of it, but it is a crime romance. And that's why you, you probably did not think of it as a romance, because a lot of people have preconceived notions about what a romance is. I, okay. I told you, I told you what I, what I grew up, uh, and I didn't read a whole book, but I, you know, I pop them open and, and look, and I see Harlequin <laughs> and, and and silhouette, and those, <laughs> to me, that idea of, of a of a romance, you yeah, know, that's whoa. Well, first of all, you know that's white dominant, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> all right. So now, now we're talking about diverse fiction. Okay. Yeah. So not only is there diversity in fiction in regards to how. Uh, genres meld together, how an author may meld genres together. Because mm-hmm. there are elements of love in, 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 different genre, in different books of other genres, and there's elements of mystery and crime and, 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 Spirituality. and, and everything like mm-hmm. that in romance novels. Sure. But also you have now the, the increasing number, still not enough, but an increasing number of authors of color from different uh, uh, backgrounds, okay? Mm-hmm. And so now you have this black Muslim male author, right. okay? And he did not write a romance in the typical way that you or someone else may think of what a romance is. Because a, ro- a book is a romance when the love between two people becomes, it takes center stage in the plot, okay? And mm. so this book was definitely about justice in Naima. With everything else that was going on, it was definitely about what was going to happen with Justice and Naima and their relationship. So that's why it's a romance. But there's other elements in it. So it's like you have an opportunity when you have, and this is why Muslim fiction is so important, mm-hmm. because I'm of the strong opinion, okay, I think even when you don't write about Muslim characters as well, but a lot of people try to argue with me about that, so I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> I'm of the strong opinion that a person's faith, lack of faith, application of faith, lack of application of faith, identity, cultural identities definitely influence their writing in some way, shape, or form, Absolutely. even when not writing specifically about it. Right. And so now you see here is, and, 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 I mean, check out his Instagram. Just check out that she checks his Instagram alone and you would definitely realize that this guy, this dude is not going to write a romance like, you know, a a middle-class white woman would write a romance. So you're going to definitely end up with different romance, different plots, different characterizations and everything like that, which is wonderful and phenomenal. And the reason why diversity is so important when it comes to fiction, because here we have an entire genre that's dominated, okay, by one cultural aspect. And so it alienates a lot of readers. It alienates a lot of readers. And so when you have authors that readers can connect to, okay, then it opens up that genre for those readers. Let let me ask this. Jackson's a good example of that. Let me ask this. Are there many many men who are writing romance? (sighs) Not a ton. Not compared to the white women that write romance. I mean, they really dominate the market. Right. Uh, there are white men that, that, that write romance. There are black men. There are black women. You know, but it's really dominated by white women. Hmm. And um, even so much so that, you know, the uh, Romance Writers Association actually addressed that just 
year about the lack of diversity when it comes to, to romance writing. Really? And so, of course, the readership's going to be affected by that, you know, and, and, and there'll, be made, there'll be assumptions made about romance, about what romance is and what a romance book may or may not have in it, and that may turn readers off to it. That's because a powerful I, I, point I'm there. wondering, when I told you it was a romance, what did you, were you hesitant to want to read it? Uh, no, not really. No, okay. I mean, because I'll, I'll, I'll read anything. Um, but I was, uh, so yeah, so I wasn't hesitant. I was just surprised at how quickly I was, uh, that it engaged me. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, within the first, really the first couple of pages, I was like, oh yeah. man, okay, I got to get in this. Yeah, he shoots right out the box mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> so like, we we were bringing up Audria. Yeah. Now, I also find this really interesting is that not, not so much that she is the typical uh, uh, business type, you know, person uh, that's, that's, that's all about business. They give, you know, all their time and, and they're thinking business all the time. Um, but I'm surprised that he was considering her, right? This is a woman who he was looking at for marriage at one point. Well, you know, he would, he would have married if it would have been possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to see, to see that she was, that she was so just disregard, uh, just disregard, just she just disregarded completely the fact that, that not just that he was married, but she, but the lengths to which she was willing to go, uh, it, it really it, it turned it, it it added another element to it. So we have this uh, mm-hmm. this romance, this uh, uh, you know the emotional connection, the, the relationship between uh, Justice and Naima, but it also talked about grief, right? I think grief was an essential yeah. part. How we process, mm-hmm. how we deal with it, and how grief mm-hmm. can totally alter your uh, it can it can alter your character if you don't if you don't uh, deal with it in in a, in a healthy way. No, Audria was definitely a, a, I loved that character because it was a complex character because she wasn't just the femme fatale, okay? She had, her her and Justice had a past, first of all, but she also had a lot of things going for her, okay? So even at the beginning when she's like at dinner, (laughs) she's just like, you know what, I got to split. I'm not into you, you know? She controls everything. She controls all the dynamics of the relationship that in which she's involved. And so when she decides that she wants justice, that's just another thing for her to control. Right. Okay. And so she just has to think about how she can get control over justice, which she does very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> what happens when she's trying to get control over justice and what happens to a person that's trying to control things and things are not going their way. Time and again, things did not go justice's or Audrey's way. And how did each one of those characters respond to things not going their way? Uh, did they become more and more desperate? Did they stop themselves and kind of like backtrack and, and, and try to get some calm and composure into their lives? You know, which is very, very important. What happens when, you, when you're so driven by control, controlling everything, that you become out of control, you know? And Audrey just never really, for me, she never got over her, her husband, her dead husband, in terms of what he did. I think that's the reason why she was as controlling as she was, okay, well, and, because and, and of from the relationship a sense, she had with him. And from a sense of 
uh, th- this similarity between uh, Audrey and, and Naima is that they were both lonely, uh, lonely women, yeah. uh, lonely people, and yeah. uh, and and they both dealt with it. And uh, the Naima's loneliness pushed her to. I don't want to give a spoiler, so I'm not going no. to say what it pushed her to, but but you can see the difference. One pushed. Oh my God! Right? What she did, I felt. Now, see, I did, all all of Audrey's bad decisions. Yeah. I just kind of felt like we're just Audrey being Audrey. But when Naima started going down a certain way, I just was. I I, I got angry at Justice. Really. <laughs> I did because I, I, I felt like he pushed her. Yeah. I felt he was he was distant. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was alienating, and she acted out of desperation. And I just was like, "Oh, Naima, yeah. leave that fool, leave." But but you know what? It seemed like she would have done. It seems that she would have expanded her her world. And he, and maybe you don't think he would allow that? I don't. I think her her response, the response she gave, in in one of their conversations, you know, the back and forth was. Uh, basically things change you know I, i've reassessed things mm-hmm. and if she decided you know i'm I'm gonna go out and i'm gonna take some classes or i'm gonna i'm uh, gonna go and uh, get a job or whatever then I've, I've reassessed things things are not the way you said they were going to be and this is what i'm going to do um but he pushed back on that he pushed back on that he guilted her really badly <laughs> yeah he guilted yeah. her really badly. And that happens in relationships. I think that uh, a big issue in, in a, lot of, a lot of aspects of American Muslim cultures, I don't want to talk about every Muslim in, in, in the country, right. but I've observed where uh, Muslim women who uh, are, are accustomed to having being involved in certain things in their lives. So they have a life. They're moving and they're shaking, they're doing things. Mm -hmm. And then they're expected to kind of settle, all right? That energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. That energy has to go somewhere. And so that energy is going to go into the marriage and the household and everything like that, which would be fine, which would be fine if homeboy is there to appreciate it. (laughs) 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 But he wasn't. And... A lot of times, at that for a lot of women that gets old, mm-hmm. okay, and um, you want something else, you want to do something else, and maybe like not even wanted to do it. Oh, let me go to school. Let me go to work. You know, stuff like that. And if the man pushes back on that, that's just going to cause more problems in the marriage. And there's a lot of that hap- that that happens because there's this whole expectation that. You know, women are supposed to sit at home all day. And, and see, I, f- I found that that was one thing that I, I knocked uh, justice about was if you can't, if, if you know you keep missing the mark, you know, and you're, you're trying to, but you, you don't have a clone, right? So it's just you. You keep missing yeah. the mark. You're disappointing uh, your wife. Then you have to step back because at that point, yeah. you basically are keeping a, you know, you, you got her on house arrest. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Well, I should say she allows you herself. Step back. Hmm? You got to step back. You have to step back and reassess with this other person in mind. Right. Okay. And he didn't do that, and that destroys a lot of marriages. Just our inability to think about 
how it is we're going to reassess our lives and what we're going to do with our partner and um, with considering our partner as well. Right. Okay, because it it <sighs> the message because. You know, there's going to be a lot of buzz that's mad at me. You don't know the DMs I get. So <laughs> a lot of the messaging in American Muslim culture across the board when it comes to marital relationships mm-hmm. sets up a framework where the woman is a commodity of the man. It's not a partnership. So you'll hear words like submissive and devoutly obedient and all of that stuff, which is all vague and problematic. Mm -hmm. And not any real consideration to the fact that this is a human being. This is a person with their own wants, desires, and needs. Okay? Mm -hmm. And Muslim women are definitely sent the messaging that you're supposed to put all that to the side in order to have a happy marriage because it's all about him. That's the messaging that is given in American Muslim society. It's given from the minbar, it's given on YouTube, it's given on Facebook Live messages and all of that stuff. And and and, and we're painting with broad strokes here because that's yeah. right, that's that's certainly not the message given by everybody. No. Right? Absolutely not. Um, no. And I can certainly say that's not a message that, that I give, right? That's the message. No, no. And it's not a message that my <laughs> husband gives, but yeah. it's an overwhelming and overpowering messaging, okay? Yeah. So you may have uh, uh, scholars and imams that don't teach that. I'm like, well, Lee Barsuni is, like, fabulous, mm-hmm. okay? But not every, not all the ima- the, lead- the male- Muslim male leaderships are Waleed Barsunis or Tariq Alamis or Abdulatif Pulosas, okay? Right. <laughs> all right? So, but... The, the overwhelming messaging is that you are, are now for your husband's consumption. When Muslim women push back against that, okay, which so many of us do, all mm-hmm. right, it now is in the Muslim man's court, the husband's court, okay, because I'm going to have my autonomy. I'm going to be an individual. I'm going to live my life, okay, what how is it that you are going to take that into consideration? Well, we decide what we're going to do with our lives because we're partners. Okay, that's so exact. We, that's exactly the point that I was going to, uh, to to ask you. Is that do you feel like you missed? Uh, there was a missed opportunity for compromise um, uh, between Justice and Naima, uh, regardless oh, of regardless of how strongly Justice felt about. Uh, the role that he wanted Naima to play, but going back to the early point of of being individuals prior to meeting one another, right? And mm-hmm. it talked about how she had uh, aspirations of, of, I think she was uh, going for business or something like that, or nursing. Um, I think it was nursing. Yeah. and But the whole point being that it's not supposed to be an either-other or... or, or mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, you know, it's either my way or the highway. And that's, that's kind of how that played out right there. Uh, where there was not a compromise. So, he was not compromising at all. He was guilting her. He was manipulating her instead of trying to compromise. And that's why I got upset with him, because he kept pushing her further and further over that edge. He was pushing her over that edge because he wouldn't give in at all. Now, could she, could she have pushed her? The way he dismissed her sometimes, I just was like, ah, hit yeah. him in the head with a book. <laughs> <laughs> But could she could she have pushed harder herself? 
Could she have pushed back? I think, I think that when you do that, okay, all right, it's, this is, for, again, from my observations, yeah. again, broad brush, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's been my observation that when a woman does that, okay, it just makes it worse because if you have a husband, okay, that doesn't want to bend, doesn't want to flex, and you keep on pushing, mm-hmm. you're going to break. And he's going to break, okay? He's going to be very, very fragile. His ego is very, very fragile, and he's going to break, okay? Mm. And you have to then decide if you're going to sit up there and, and, and fall back and shove your own wants and desires and needs to, and put his ego back together, mm. or you're just going to walk in step, or you just don't care anymore, right. okay? And that's what we have a lot of cold marriages because of that. Because the society keeps on sending these messages to both. And when the realities of people living their lives doesn't jive to that, then that's when you have all these issues. Justice was not going to give in. Justice did not want to give in. And as long as justice stayed that way, right. okay, he was either going to lose his wife, mm-hmm. all right, or she was just going to do whatever she wanted to do and not care. Because <laughs> yeah. he obviously did it. He obviously now, didn't care enough to make any changes. It could have been as simple as, you know, uh, Imam, I can't do all of this stuff at the mosque anymore. I got to be home. Yeah, or I got to have days. Or I got to have days. This is the day, these are the days that I'm available. Yeah. How hard is that? For, okay, for, we've. What do you want to do? We, we got to put the brakes on, and we haven't even right. covered. We've just covered just a tiny piece. Of, of this book. Um, but you got to have Nashi Jackson on. You got to have one. All right, well, we're definitely going to uh, uh, work on that. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, okay, Selena. Thank you. Jazakallah. <laughs> well, you're cool. Salaikum. Well, like All right, Reader Islam family, uh, we have come to the close of another show. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow night, inshallah. Um, we want to thank our engineer over at WCEV. Ramon, thank you very much, sir. We thank our engineer in studio, assistant producer, the impressive one, Ibrahim Baig. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Uh, we thank our uh, uh, Radio Islam cultural contributor, Radio, uh, Layla, Layla Abdullah Pulos, executive producer, Abdul Malik Mujahid. The views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. I think we made it. We're going to leave you now as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.